Say with me, the Lord is my healer. Amen. Now notice this. Remember we talked about faith. Faith receives it. Faith uh, receives what God gives. Amen. So uh, you just believe it, you take it, and you receive it by faith. Amen. So in other words, when you pray for your body and say, Father, I pray for my body, such and such, and, and the word says this, and Father, now I receive it. I take it and I receive it. What do you do? You thank him at that moment. You don't pray that same prayer again. You say, Father, I thank you. And symptoms are there. You just keep thanking you, the Father. I thank you that you've healed me. I thank you that you healed me. Hallelujah. Amen. And so it takes faith. Now notice this. Now we're going to start a new series now called Faith Makes It Possible. Say with me, Faith Makes It Possible. Tell your neighbor, Faith Makes It Possible. Amen. And it does. Faith makes it very possible. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, I thank God for faith. I thank God for giving us faith. You know, if he said, uh, I'm God and I'll bless you all, you can just have it. You don't need faith and the whole world will be blessed, right? Come on, church. But it takes faith for us to do this, faith. That's why many are not blessed in this area because of faith. The world, the unbelievers uh, are not using God's faith. They're using the system's faith, the, the, the economy's faith, the, 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 the stock market's faith and all that. But it's untrue. You know that stock markets go up and stock markets go down. Amen. I haven't even checked mine, but I imagine it's, it's up and I don't care if it's dropped or not. I believe God is bringing it higher and higher and higher. Hallelujah. Amen. And so we believe God. We believe God through faith. Amen. You're using faith this morning by sitting on these chairs. Using faith by coming and turning your car on. You use a certain amount of faith. But how many people know that's a simple faith? That's little faith. Amen. Amen. That's little faith when you came and sat in the chair. You didn't even think about it. Well, that's faith operating. That's little faith. But I want you to get to great faith. Hallelujah. Amen. I want you to get to great faith, big faith. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Let's go to Matthew, the ninth chapter. Hallelujah. And um, I like it when you're, when you're just part of, of this class and this, uh, this service today and those that are watching. I do want to say those that are watching online, say amen, even if it's just you. Say amen. Tell your wife, amen. Tell your husband, amen. In this church, you get your amens going. Say, I believe it. Hallelujah, amen. Matthew, amen. Matthew, the ninth chapter, verses 27. Hallelujah. The Bible says, the Bible says, and when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him crying and saying, thou son of David, have mercy on us. Thou son of David, have mercy. And when he was come into the house, the blind men came to him. They followed him. That's like Jesus going from the store to the home and you have people following him. The blind men came to him and Jesus said unto them, believe ye that I am able to do this? Well, do what? They needed healing in their eyes. And they said unto him, yeah, Lord. Then touched he their eyes saying, according to your faith, be it unto you. Amen. And their eyes were opened and Jesus straightly charged them saying, see that no man knoweth. But they went their, their way, they, but, they, but when they were departed, spread abroad his fame in all that country. Well, they just couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't hold it in. Huh? They had to tell somebody, well, you're blind and you're seeing people going to say, what? You can see? You, you're just not going to ignore that. Amen. It's a temptation. It's hard to do. Amen. And the Bible says, and so, uh, but when they were departed, he spread abroad the fame in all the country, and they went out, and behold, they brought, well, they stopped there for 31. They stopped there. So they, they went in and told everybody, hallelujah, amen. But I want you to look at verses, uh, verses 27, hallelujah, amen. Notice what they said. What did they want? They wanted mercy. They asked for mercy. They didn't ask for, 
Heal my blind eyes. What were they saying? Have thou mercy on me. Now let me ask you something. Mercy and compassion is, is, sounds almost the same. Have compassion on us. Have mercy on me. But mercy carries a stronger uh, connotation when it comes to asking God. Now I don't know about you, but has anybody ever asked God for mercy? Amen. Now let me just say something before we move on. Mercy is not begging. Begging is saying, please God, please God, please God. Apart from the word, apart from faith, just begging God, begging God, begging God. And, and God won't move by begging, right? But God will move by, with compassion and mercy. Now, I remember I asked Pastor Christine to remind me when it was the time that we, we asked for mercy. Now, I want you to remember this. When was the last time you've ever asked God for mercy? Now, let me, let me tell you something about mercy. Mercy is love that responds to human need. A love that responds to human need in an unexpected or unmerited way. In other words, unmerited. Uh, you don't deserve it, but yet you're asking God to respond. Amen. At its core, mercy is really forgiveness. And I'm going to say that again. Mercy is a love that responds to human needs or need in an unexpected or, or, or uh, unmerited way. And also, it's a core, in its core, mercy is actually asking God for forgiveness. Now, notice this. Uh, you can believe God to be healed by faith, but if you have unforgiveness in your heart, then that's the problem. You can ask God to, to help you financially, but if you're not uh, a living and walking the love walk or you have unforgiveness, then it'll hinder your faith. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, and so, mercy now is asking God to help you understand why or how to get over this dilemma. Mercy. Now, personally, for me and my wife, we went to the Lord. We had a, a certain situation happen in our family, and we both kneeled down and asked God for mercy. Father, give us mercy. Give us mercy. Now, we could have used bold faith and bind the devil and use the faith of God, but we wanted to search our heart. Father, I want to search my heart. Did, did we uh, stir something up? Did we uh, do something? Lord, what is it, Lord, that's hindering this? And it seems like it's getting worse and worse, like cancer, uh, going strong and strong. And, and you know what I'm talking about? Has anybody ever been there where, where you're, you just can't figure out why you're just repeating this? Well, I believe this is the time that you can go to God and say, Father, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. So this is what these men were doing. Now, why they were asking for mercy was because they were blind. So in other words, blind men were asking for mercy. And Jesus turned around and said, do you believe that I can heal you? And what did they say? We believe. Now, notice this. Yes, it was mercy that got God's attention, but it was their believing that Jesus can heal them. Amen. How many of you can raise your hand and those that are watching believe that Jesus can heal? We all believe. Amen. We all believe. But we also have to say, God, give us mercy. Have mercy on me about a situation. Maybe, uh, maybe you're walking in sin in some way and, and you're, you're believing God for this thing to happen, but it's not happening. And you're wondering and and so you're, you're out of the, the plan of God. So ask God for mercy. Just uh, take some communion and say, God, I, I just come to you in the name of Jesus. And, and I plead mercy over this situation. Hallelujah. Amen. And we also find out there is a difference between grace and mercy. Now, I want you to understand grace. Grace and mercy is a big difference. Grace is a gift that we don't deserve. Amen. Grace is a gift that you don't deserve. While mercy is not getting the punishment that we deserve. Amen. 
Thank you, Lord, for the mercy that you're not giving me the punt or, or allowing the punishment to come on me that I deserve. You know what I'm talking about? If you're speeding in a, in a, a, a speed zone, in a children's speed zone, then the police pulls you over. The first thing is going to come out of you. God, give me mercy. Give me mercy. Give me mercy. I can't pay no $300. Give me mercy, 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 mercy. Well, why are you asking for mercy? You're pleading so that that punishment doesn't come on you. Come on, church. Amen. Hallelujah. You're not going to be saying, well, I take my 40 over that. I speak the devil. I, I, you know, drove over 50 miles an hour in the speed zone. You start taking your authority over the devil. Like, I rebuke you. You're not going to give me that ticket. Well, that's not going to work. Come on, church. Amen. But grace is the gift that we don't deserve. Thank God that he saved us by grace. Amen. By grace. Amen. It is by grace that you're, you're up this morning. It is by grace that, you, that you're healthy. It's by grace that you ate a wonderful meal last night, like many of us. Last night, it's a, it's, a, it's a miracle, it's a grace, it's through God's grace that we're, we're able to do things and come to church, amen. Can you say amen, hallelujah, amen. So in other words, we don't need justice, we need mercy. A lot of people think they need justice for something, but we really just need mercy, amen. Say with me, I need mercy, amen. And this is what we really need to ask God for mercy when we're believing God, for him to be... Uh, the person that makes all things possible. We'll see with God, all things are possible. Amen. Now notice this. Look at verses 29. Now I want you to see verses 29. Then he touched their eyes saying, according to your faith, be it unto you. He touched their eyes. Now notice this. Isn't it amazing? According to your faith, you see this phrase used throughout the Bible. You see Mark, Matthew, and Luke. Notice this, you see also your faith has made you healed, or your faith has healed you. Your faith has made you whole, you see phrases like that. Your faith has saved you, he told that woman with the alabaster jar. But according to these phrases, it's still the same thing. Your faith has made you whole. Your faith has healed you. Now you may ask me, how did I get healed? You may say, by God. Well, was it God's will for you to be healed? Yes. But was it God that did it? I want you to think about this. Yes, God incorporated healing. God did a miraculous work in you. But you, because of your faith, initiated that healing. Now, I want you to think about it. When you initiate whatever may be healing, finances, family issue, believe in God for anything, you have to initiate it. You have to receive and pray, believe that you received it by faith, besides having the mercy of God and the grace of God, that you've got to initiate it, amen? Now, God wants you to be blessed. God wants you healed. God wants you to have things. God wants you to have your desires heart. But he's the one that will provide it, but you're the initiator, amen? He's the one that makes a way where there seems to be no way, but he won't do it to you unless first you initiated and that's what these blind men did they initiated now notice this but but listen folks everybody listen close closely I, I want you to get a hold of this but doctrines and men spoil this doctrines and men change this and they say this and you probably heard it this is the this is what they say according to god's will have you ever heard that now be honest have you ever heard that have you ever heard somebody say, well, if it be God's will? I hear that a lot. 
I hear it with strong Christians. Uh, when you hear it among, I say strong Christians, but let's put it as mature Christians that are older in the Lord, that should, they should know better. When you hear that, tells me that they really don't have the elementaries of faith. Because see, if it's God's will, they're saying, they really don't know. They're just using that as a crutch. Well, if it's God's will. I remember the Holy Spirit corrected me some time ago where I said, well, God's in control. God's in control. He'll do what he can. And really, the reason I said this is because I really didn't know the direction that God had for me. I just said, well, God, God's in control. Well, folks, yes, to a certain point, but you have to understand something. He gave you control over this earth. Come on, church. He gave you control over the vast resources of this earth. He gave you control over everything. In other words, he handed to you a planet, earth, and he said, now you occupy it, you, you do business with it, you, you multiply it, you refurbish, you take your authority, you, 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 you spread, you spread the glory, hallelujah, amen. And you make the Garden of Eden as the enemy tried to destroy it. Now you make it. Come on, church, can you say amen? And so we have to realize that no, it, it, we can't say those words according to God or if it be God's will. Now, now go with me to Mark, the ninth chapter. Can you say Amen. Mark the ninth chapter, and, and we're talking about according to your faith. Remember, everything is according to your faith. If you're, if you're, if you're lacking things in your life, it's, it's according to your faith. Uh, if things are not happening, it's according to your faith. We can't blame it on God. We can't say, well, it's God's will. He doesn't want me to have it. No, no, no. It's according to your faith. Well, pastor, how do I know God's will? By knowing the word and getting in that will of God. Can I say this? Let me just say this real quickly. I'm believing, let's say, let me use a motorcycle. Amen. I was believing God for a motorcycle. And, uh, uh, you know, I asked God, God, first of all, I'd like to have a motorcycle. But first, let me ask you, uh, Lord, um, uh, is, it, is it your plan in my life at this time to have a motorcycle? Now, you give me the desires of my heart, but Lord, I, I need you to tell me it's okay. And, and the Lord, I saw a motorcycle go down the road, and, and, and the Lord says, you can have one. I said, yes, sir. Amen. I can. That was enough for me to put my faith on any motorcycle. Now, did I put my faith on any motorcycle? No. First, I had to go find out exactly what kind of motorcycle I wanted. You know, I wanted to find out, do, do I want a Harley? Uh, do I want a Honda? Do I want a Yamaha? Do I want, do I want an Indian? Uh, you know, I just, I just kept asking, what do I want? So I started looking at pictures. I started looking at uh, the weight of them, what it cost. And I looked at certain costs, and of course, they were, they, you know, magazines and pictures, and, and I'd look and look and look and look and look and look. And finally, I found a starter bike. It looked like a, a, a Harley, but it was a starter bike. It looked just like a Harley, but it was a starter bike. You know what I'm talking about? Starter meaning beginning, <laughs> like, a, like, a, like a tricycle. You see what I'm saying? It was a starter motorcycle, but it looked like a Harley. And it sounded just like a Harley. Man, it was nice. Amen. And so now I say, Lord, this is the kind of bike that I would like. So now I have to put my faith on that type of bike. Notice this, I could have put my faith on anything. And that's what many Christians do. They, they just shoot everywhere. They don't know what they want. They just use their faith. I'm believing God for that. I'm believing God for this. And, and, and so now you focus on what you're believing God for. And you say, Father, this is the bike that I'd like to have. And, and I receive it by faith after we prayed. And guess what? Oh, boy, that sold me his bike. Listen to this. I want, I want you to hear this. This is, this is four years ago, five years ago, right? Was it about five, six years ago I had this bike? 
uh, this guy told me, I found this bike, and I went to go look at it, and it was raining, pouring down. So I took my son with me, because so he knows how to ride bikes, and I remember, uh, I'm a beginner, I haven't, haven't rode bikes in a long time, are y'all with me, church? And so here, uh, uh, he comes out to me and asked him, well, why are you sounding so reasonable? He said, well, let me talk to you. He said, uh, my wife just won't let me have it. <laughs> my wife just won't let me have it. And I said, that's, that's strong. And I, I understand. I understand. Amen. So, and so we're talking about it. And then his wife came and she said, yeah, I don't want my son. I don't want my husband to have it. It's my brother. My brother just died last week from a motorcycle accident. So I demanded my husband sell it and get rid of it. And I told him, you just get rid of it. You just get whatever money you put in, you get it back. And that's what I paid for, what he paid for it. Amen. You see what I'm saying? And so God made a way. Now notice this, Mark the ninth chapter. Can you say amen? Mark the ninth chapter, verses 17. Hallelujah. Say me, hallelujah. Mark the ninth chapter, verses 17. The Bible says, and one of the uh, multitude answered and said, Master, uh, this, is the, this is a father talking. Master, he told Jesus, I have brought unto thee my son, which has a dumb spirit. Tell me, dumb spirit. And whatsoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foameth and gnashes with his teeth and pineth away. And I spake unto thy disciples. Jesus, I spake unto the disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. So in other words, his disciples could not cast out this, this, this deaf and dumb, this dumb spirit. And he answered and said, listen to what Jesus says, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. Now, look at that word. Oh, faithless generation. Now, he wasn't talking about uh, uh, just an individual. He's talking about a generation, including his disciples, because they couldn't do it either. Now, notice this. He's talking about a generation that had no faith. Now, the Bible says when Jesus comes to the earth, will he find faith on the earth? It's the same thing. The generations that live today have to build themselves in faith. And that's what you're doing this today. You're building your faith up so when Jesus comes, he says, well, I find faith on earth. He'll say, yeah, I found faith on, on Brother Dibalo. I found faith on Amari. Uh, I, uh, 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 you know, I found faith, hallelujah, amen, on Brother Keith. And goes on and on, all of us. Teresa, Pastor Christine, all of us. Amen. So in other words, he says, the, you're a faithless generation. Now, for Jesus to say faithless, he's saying you have no faith, and a lot of you have little faith. So faithless could be no faith and little faith. Now, I want you to examine that right now. In this room and those that are watching, if Jesus was to talk to you, could he, could he say you have great faith? You have some faith? You have no faith? Or you just have little faith. Now notice this. You're the judge of your own life. Remember, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But it's not only hearing or what's heard, as Brother uh, Dufresne said years ago. It's not just by what you heard. It's by what you're hearing and what you're doing by faith now. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So he said, uh, he, 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 said, he, said, he said, the problem is you don't have no faith. You're faithless. All we have to do, and very easy now... Every, everybody has to listen to this. All we have to do is to get a breakthrough in our walk is just believe. Besides the elementaries of walking in love, forgiveness, walking according to the word of the Lord, being involved in the things of God, 
Listen, there's so much involved there. In other words, you set the foundation for your faith. Uh, in other words, a foundation is there. You just have to set it and get it going, right? So he said, he said uh, in verse 27, now I want you to see this. Uh, he said this, um, the Bible says this, uh, where were we? Mark 9, he said, he said, um, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring me here, bring him unto me. Now notice what happened. Notice what happened. And they brought him unto Jesus. And when he saw him straight with the spirit, tore him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed in foaming. See, the devil cannot stand the presence of God. And the devil cannot stand the presence of faith. Notice this. That's why whenever you have situations confronting you, it's not your personality. It's the devil that recognizes Jesus in you. Amen? Too many people say, well, you know what? I don't know why they treat me this way at church. Well, you love Jesus, don't you? Yes, I do, but I don't know why they treat me this way at work. I don't, see, I don't see why they treat me this way at home. I don't see why they treat me this way in the market. Well, well listen, you're, 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 you are a target for Satan because you have Jesus on you. But notice the devil can't touch you when you have Jesus on you. Amen? He'll foam and gnash. Come on, church. He'll foam and gnash. Hallelujah. Amen? And, and then he says, he asked the Father. Now, this is compassion. This is compassion. He asked the Father in verses 21. Are you with me in verses 21? He says, how long is it ago since this came upon you? Have you ever heard a child? Have you ever heard a mother talk to another mother about a child that ha having difficulty? Well, how long has it been? How long ha has the baby been that way? I don't know about a man. A man said, well, really? Huh? We'll just pray for him. Isn't it amazing? It's a big difference, right? It's a compassion attitude. Well, how long has he been suffering? How long has the devil been on him? And literally, any time is too long. Can I say that again? Any time is too long if you're people of faith. If you're struggling in an area, if it's, too, if it's been too long, it's been too long. Amen. I want you to get a hold of that. Because this has to get you to the point where you're going to say, no, this is over. This sickness, this problem, this, this, whatever you're dealing with has to be over today according to the word of God. Amen. It's too long. Amen. Come on, church. You need not to suffer. I, I, I told you whenever I go get a water burger and, I, and I, I enjoy drinking a good Coke and I enjoy drinking Diet Coke. But every time I go get a water burger and enjoy a Coke, then I, I pay for it the next day going up the stairs and I feel in my bones. And finally, I had to break away from that. I had to say, no, in the name of Jesus, no longer am I going to suffer from a Diet Coke. I take authority over that. I'm going to enjoy a Coke with a hamburger. And I enjoyed a Coke with a hamburger and never had problems again and drank a Diet Coke yesterday. Come on, church. Amen. Never again. Now, notice it's not that I'm going to drink Diet Coke all the time. No, no, I'm not going to drink it because I don't care for it now. The Lord deliver me from it. But you just can't, you just can't eat a hamburger with with iced tea <laughs> amen you just can't eat a good hamburger with water and lemon you know what i'm talking about you got to have a dr pepper hallelujah amen or a coke can you say amen it's like barbecue you got to have a good orange drink amen for some barbecue links hallelujah amen can you talk you know what i'm talking about it's like getting a, a hot cinnamon uh, roll in the morning and no coffee and drinking cold milk Amen. You see what I'm saying? You got to have coffee, hot coffee, make it hot and black and, and man, make it strong. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on, church. And Shipley's is good. Hallelujah. Amen. So question here, is it possible to be debt free? Everybody said yes. Is it possible to be complete healed? Yes. Is it possible to be financial free? Yes. The only issue here is only believe and get out of the way if God 
God's will, if it's God's will. No, you know it's God's will for you to prosper. Come on, church. You know it's God's will for you to be healed. You know it's God's will for you to have the desires of your heart. It's God's will. We don't have to say, well, if it be God's will. That's telling me, again, you don't know your authority in the word. Come on, church. And that's where many believers, or, or in the early days, they didn't have revelation of that. Some didn't, some didn't. So the ones that didn't have revelation taught the next generation how to beg God and then taught the next generation how to cry before God and beg him and then taught the next generation that, you know, uh, you know, money, we better not have money. Money can lead to evil. We better not have, we just better leave simple, me, my form no more. You know what I'm talking about? Can you say, can you say, wow, that's, that's the attitude of many, but not in this room and not those that are watching. Can you say, man, it's not our attitude. Come on, church. Our attitude is this. God, I thank you. Your word says I'm prosperous in the name of Jesus. And I thank you that I, I'm blessed coming in, blessed going out. I thank you. I'm the, I'm the head, not the tail. And I call money to come to me now in Jesus name. I speak to these bills. Bills be paid off in Jesus name now. Hallelujah. Amen. See, that is God's will. You don't have to say, well, if it be God's will, if it be God's will. Amen. Hallelujah. So look at verses 22. Come on, church. Amen. Verses 22 says, and oftentimes, oftentimes um, it cast him into the fire. Oh, I tell you, that's a demonic being that throws that boy into the fire. You know, people that play with fire, people that cut themselves. You see what I'm saying? Uh, that's demonic. You, you know, those, those are always cutting themselves with razor blades. That's demonic. It's demonic. It's a devil destroying the same thing from here. Amen. It says here, and into the waters. Uh, this demon controlled this boy, throw him in water, and, and to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion. Now look at that word, do anything. But if thou canst do anything. Uh, that's a desperation, but that's also a begging stance. And that's where many Christians are. They, if you can do anything, God. Pastor, can you come over my house and pray for my family? Uh, please, Pastor, um, if you could do anything for us, that, I would appreciate that. Well, it's not me that's going to heal that boy or that family, whatever the situation. It's according to your faith. According to your faith. I understand you need a pastor. I understand you need somebody to come and agree with you. But I believe you need to get this right. Uh, get, get your agreeing right with God and say, Pastor, can you come and believe with us uh, that my such and such, and we are in agreement that such and such, and I believe I receive, Pastor. Amen. So we would love for you to come and agree with us. Amen. That's a different story now. Amen. You see what I'm saying? Can you say amen? So many people are, are, are just waiting on God, waiting, waiting, waiting on God. They believe it's up to him uh, or they'll say it's up to you. Many people are waiting for housing. Many people are waiting for cars. Many people are waiting for spouses. Many people are waiting for finances. Many people are waiting for, for whatever miracle. Oh, I, I see when Pastor Christine was, was, uh, was uh, seen by the doctor. Many Christians that were at the hospital were, were saying, oh, I'm just waiting on God to heal my daughter. I, I remember sitting next to a man. He said, yeah, I'm here. I brought my daughter, but I'm just waiting on God to heal my daughter. It'll happen. I just, I just waiting on God, waiting on God. You see, you see, this should not be. I understand what you mean. You're, you're, you're wanting to see the manifestation, but you got to believe according to your faith that she's healed now by the word of the Lord. When I prayed, my daughter is healed in Jesus' name, and she's just seeing the doctor to get more confirmation and, and get, 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 to, get to the word that she is delivered even greater. Amen. Come on, confirmation. Hallelujah. Amen. And so we have to realize. So we don't receive according to what's right. 
There's a lot of people who say, this belongs to me, it's right. What's that word called? Um, uh, I, I, it, it's entitlement, it's self-entitlement. It's owed to me. There's a lot of young kids today, uh, these kids that are riding out there, they're living in self-entitlement. Self-entitlement, you owe it to me, you owe it to me. You owe it to... So they'll go down, burn down buildings, burn down cars, burn... you owe it to me. Folks, listen, I thank God that people can prosper in this country and the believers in Jesus Christ can prosper as well in this country. But the self-entitlement is a spiritual poverty, deadly demon that is trying to take what God has blessed people with. Come on, church. Amen. Don't get caught up. Now, notice this. Don't get caught up in feeling sorry and pity for people. Ask the Lord. Lord, what would you have me to do with this person? If somebody comes and, and you know, uh, uh, a lot of times people come to this church. When well, was it? Friday. I came to the church Friday. Uh, Friday, yes, I came to the church and, and a young man drove in this driveway. He said, hi, pastor. Uh, I said, hi. He said, I want to tell you something. I got a good job. I said, well, good for you. He said, but do you got a couple dollars for gas? I need to get around. And, and immediately the Lord says, no. I said, I said, no. And he said, okay, bye. And, and then I told Pastor Christina and she reminded me it was that same God that would come that came here twice asking for money. The first time I gave him some money, he came back the second time. I gave him the first time. Second time, I had him cut grass, and then he came again. And so I realized it. I said, okay, Lord, I know what you said, Lord. See, I could have had pity for him, and that's not going to help him. I could have had sorrow for him, but that's not going to help him. Now, if God, you said to give him money, I'd do it, Lord, because you said it. But if you said no, I'm not going to question God. Come on, church. And that's what we have to get to. Is it self-pity? Is it feeling sorry for somebody? Or did God tell you by faith to do it? Amen. And that's where people are. And that's what this man was. He was saying, I want you to get a hold of this. Now, notice this. Uh, it, oftentimes, he throws him in the fire. We read that. But if thou canst do anything. Now, look at the voice now. But if thou can do anything. Well, what exactly does this boy need? He needs deliverance from this devil. But God, if you can do anything. Well, what are you asking God? To give him some shoes so he can go get burnt, so he'll get burnt in his feet going on fire? Uh, or a life jacket so he, when he throws him in the water, he won't drown? No. See, he had to get serious with God. Come on, church. So at that very moment, Jesus turns it. Jesus said unto him, now notice what he said, verses 23. Jesus turns it from that self-pity, that begging, if you can believe... All things are possible to him that believe. And listen to this. And the spirit, and Jesus saw the people came running together, rebuked the false spirit and the dumb spirit and the deaf spirit. And he said, I charge thee, come out of him, enter no more. Verses 26, 25. And then first, verse 26. And the spirit cried and rest him, rent him sore and came out of him. And he was one as dead insomuch that many said he is dead. And Jesus took him by the hand, lifted him up, and he arose. And notice this, wow. According to your faith. Now, it was not going to happen if you were pleading. It was not going to happen if you were begging. And it's not going to happen if you don't know. And notice this, mercy now puts you in a position to say, Father, I need forgiveness. You love me, Lord. But I need forgiveness to find out why this situation is happening. But in this case... He said, do you believe? He said, I believe, I believe. And notice this, quite interesting in verses 27, Jesus took him by the hand, lifted him up, and he rose. Come on, church, he rose. They believed, and the miracle took place. Jesus took him by the hand, and he, they, and he arose. Notice this, thy faith 
his faith healed this boy simply because he believed. Can you, can you say amen? Now look at the 10th chapter, verses 51 now. Let's go. We're not far from there. Verses 51. Are you guys getting something? Hallelujah. Amen. Notice what it says in, in chapter 10, verse 51 in Jesus. This is a blind man. This is a story about the blind man. In verses, verses 51, another blind man. Jesus answered and said unto him, What will thou that I should do unto thee? Question mark. The blind man said, Lord, that I might receive sight. So Jesus asked him, what do you need? He said, I need sight. I need sight. Amen. That's real good. Jesus said unto him, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed in Jesus' way. Now notice this. He just believed. He received it. And he took it. Faith made this man whole. Now, why did his make... Why did Jesus said, why did Jesus say thy faith has made thee whole? Look at verse 50 now. You, 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 let's don't overlook 50. And he casted away his garment. I want to write, I'm going to put this in here. He, guessed, he casted away his Roman given begging permit. And he came to Jesus. Now notice this. That means he got up while he was blind. He threw away the Roman begging permit, which is his garment, threw it away. Can you imagine how many blind men jump for that that felt that blanket or that robe how many people took that to sell it he just walked to jesus he walked to jesus and jesus said thy faith has made thee whole and his eyes just opened up oh what a beautiful story amen now listen what initiated this what initiated it? if it be god's will no god's will was to heal him but he didn't say if it be thy will if jesus didn't say if it, well, if it be god's will i'll heal you now what initiated was his faith in believing that Jesus could do that. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Amen. So we find out that faith made him whole. Now notice this. It's not up to God. It's up to us who believe. Now not, a lot of people get that. All, they get all upset when I say that. It's not up to God. But I'm trying to get this into you. It's not up to God. It's up to you that believe. It's up to you. Many people blame God. They'll blame God because so-and-so got cancer. They'll blame God because so-and-so died of cancer. They'll blame God because since that person died, their whole family, their whole family just burst into the seam. They, they're just mad at God, mad at God, mad at God. But let's take it all the way back to the initiation. Let's take it all the way back. Where did it first start? Where did it all come together? You see what I'm saying? God wasn't there in this family. God wasn't there. But they needed to know God wanted them healed. It was the devil that took them. The devil comes all together. What does it, John, John 10, 10 says? steal kill and to destroy the devil comes to steal kill and to destroy come on church amen that's what he's trying to do so jesus did say didn't say well let me see if god wants him well no he didn't say that amen so let me ask you some quick questions amen we're taking a little quick test amen is it up to god for one to be born again no it's up to you, you initiate that what do you do god made it available jesus christ died for you he made it available all you have to do is just come and say jesus please forgive me i need you so it's no it's not god's will for, uh, it's god's will for you to be born again but it's not god's will for you to get born again you see what i'm saying it's you have to choose you have to choose come on can you say amen that's very close fine that's a close line i told pastor christine that this was it last night and she had to look think whoa that's deep <laughs> amen is it up to god for one to be healed no Come on, y'all there. Is it up God for one to be debt free? No. It's God's will for you to be debt free. Say with me, it's God's will for me to be born again. It's God's will for me to be healed. It's God's will for me to, to be debt free. 
Amen. See, it's God's will, but whose problem is it? Not God. It is usins. Can you say, wow, hallelujah, amen. So his will is for everyone to be born again. Amen. Now, let me ask you a question, which it's kind of hard to answer, but, but I'll answer for you. If you can answer, that's fine. Then why aren't many people saved today? Why are many healed? And why are many still in debt? Big question, right? Going back to whose fault is it? According to our faith. Amen. Now, get a hold of this now. This is where we have to really think about this. Now, notice this. Sometimes we, we blame God for things, like I said earlier. I remember uh, a guy came looking for a job years ago, and he said, I just can't find a job. I just believe it's just not, God for me to have, it's not God's will for me to have a job. And I thought about it. How are you going to have money? He says, I'm just going to live in the streets. I guess it's God's will for me to live in the streets. I said, is that God? And I thought to myself, I didn't know how to answer him years ago. And I thought to him, boy, that's a, that's a pretty rough God for you to live on the street. Amen. Now notice this, notice this. If God told you to go minister to street people, it's a different story. If he says, now I want you to go minister to street people, and I want you to spend the night with some street people, and I want you to feed them and tell them the word, that's a different story. But it's not God's will for you to be without. It's not God's will for you to be without finances. It's not God's will for you to be without anything. Amen. Come on, church. Amen. So we have to recognize it. Let's look at Mark, the, the, let's go with the Mark, the fifth chapter. Amen. Mark, the fifth chapter. Y'all are really quiet, ladies and gentlemen. Hallelujah. Mark 5, verse 25. We know this story. It's a beautiful story of a woman that got healed with the issue of blood, but let's look deep inside of it. Hallelujah. Amen. And there was a certain woman, Mark 5, 25. Tell your neighbor 5, 25. And there was a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years. How many years? 12 years. And had suffered many things of many physicians. Now think about that. She suffered because of many doctors. They were, they were prodding her, picking on her, testing her, using her, just using her, learning from her. And spent all that she had and, had no, and was worse. As, so in other words, doctors have made her worse. She ran out of money and she was just worse off. Can, can anybody relate to that? Uh, especially <laughs> if you've been to the doctor, you've been prodded and picked the doctor just trying to figure you out. And then you go to another specialist, another specialist. Come on, church. We know what we're talking about. Amen. And, and the Bible says in verse 27, now notice what it says. In verse 20, when she had heard, very important key, had heard. So in other words, had means she heard already about Jesus. She didn't hear then, she had Jesus wasn't preaching then. He once, he was preaching where? Somewhere, somewhere. He had, she had heard of Jesus and came in the press, in the multitude, behind and touched his garment. So in other words, she forced herself into this crowd and reached and touched the garment of Jesus. Amen, praise God. Now notice this, for she said, now, so she heard and she said. Now say what I mean, she heard and she said and she did. Now, it's very important. She heard, she said, and she did. Too many people hear, but they don't say, and they want it done. Come on, church. Amen. Too many people. And I'm talking about Christians now. Christians, Christians know the word, but they don't jump to the word. They go into, well, I'll just wait till it happens. Like a doubting, like, like that once doubting Thomas was, right? You see what I'm saying? And you notice I said once, hallelujah. And so she said, she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. 
Now, listen to that. She didn't say, I shall be healed. She got greater revelation. She said, Lord, I just don't want my healing. I want it all back. I want my healing, but I want my finances back. I want whatever bothered her, her home back. I want her children back. I, I want my clothes back because she probably tore up a lot of clothes, burned a lot of clothes. I, I want it all back. I want my freedom back. I was once embarrassed, and I, I want our, our friendships back. I want to be back at the temple. I want to be back at sacrificing. Oh, come on, church. Come on, can, you can just go on and on and on. I want it all back. <laughs> she just didn't want to heal. I want it all back. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, that's, that's wise. Hallelujah. Amen. So what happened? The Bible says, and straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed in her plague. Now, that's that revelation right there. I'll talk about it later. And Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that virtue had gotten, that's power, that's faith, had gone out of him, turned about in the press and said, Who touched me? His disciples said, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and thou sayest, Who touched me? This was a special touch. This is a touch of faith. This was something that God knew. Ooh, faith is operating here. Amen. Faith can be felt in a sense. You know, there's times where when I'm praying and preaching, you can feel a breakthrough in the spirit. Uh, you can feel it in the spirit and you feel like something's going to happen next. You better yield to that. Amen. Uh, don't ignore that. And you can feel when there's a breakthrough in your prayer, when you're worshiping the Lord at home and, and you're praising God. Be sensitive to his presence. You'll know there's a breakthrough. And when you feel that breakthrough, start saying, thank you, Father. My breakthrough has come. I receive it by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. And that's what happened here. Hallelujah. Amen. Now notice this. And the disciples said, thou seest her, verse 32, and he looked about and to see her that had done this, but the woman fearing now notice this, yes she feared because she was in the city trembling knowing what was done to her came and fell down before him and told him all the truth and he said unto her now notice what jesus said he said unto her daughter that's compassion daughter thy faith hath made thee whole didn't say healed whole go in peace and be whole of thy plague so in other words be free Delivered, recompense what that plague did to you. Ladies and gentlemen, if the enemy has stole much from me or from you, then you have every right, according to the word of God, to demand it back. You have every right. You have every right to demand the time the enemy took from you, finances, health, whatever you suffered during the plague or the situation or even this COVID time, whatever... Listen, folks, you have every right to say this, but the key here, I want you to see something, This and it's so powerful, is faith spoke boldly out to this woman. Can you say amen? Faith spoke boldly. Uh, she, she reached out and knew the will of God. Now, did she say, if it be thy will? She says, I heard Jesus. I'm going to get my healing. And I know it's my right to get healed i'm determined to touch his garment and she did it come on church amen holla can you say amen so so the question is it god's choice for her to be healed it's a deep question right the choice no it was her choice god's will was for her because she's a daughter jesus said daughter she suffered much think about that when you see people suffering around you it's not God's will that they suffer. Amen. 
And, and, and you can try to help people out of the suffering. Thank God for that. I, I didn't understand it until I understood the, the part of if it, it, what God tells you versus self-pity and feeling sorry for somebody. It's a big difference. Amen. Now, now notice this. You heard that saying you can teach. You can teach. You, you give a man a fish and he'll be always asking you for fish. You heard that saying, right? But if you teach a man how to fish, he will fish. Now, now notice this. I heard, I heard a, a missionary said this. He said, I used to go to countries to build wells for people that were thirsty. But they didn't know how to fix them. So if a well burnt or if a well for water didn't work, then they destroy it and sell the steel for money. But I realized if I can take that community, the people that want to be part of this training, if I can bring them in a classroom and teach them all about structure, how to build this well, how this well works, all the mechanism, teach them how to take it apart, teach them how to put it together, teach them how to dig it in the ground, teach them, teach them everything, how to run backhoes if they get backhoes, teach them how to trench, teach them everything there is. So when it breaks, guess what? They'll fix it. He said he found out these, these villages have running water because these people know how to fix them. And he saw other villages living in drought because the pipes were destroyed and sold and the water was no longer flowing. So let me ask you a question. What's beneficial for these people? Giving them a well or teaching them how to make wells? This is what God is telling us. That's why we have to realize there's Jesus said you're gonna have the poor with you now notice this I believe in food kitchens I believe in helping poor people I, I believe that I believe the we're helping elderly I'm telling you folks listen this church is helping elderly Jewish uh, people in Israel going back to Israel uh, different countries are taking people back to Israel we're part of that I thank God for that we're sending money all the time to help I I the Jewish people Israelites amen and we're getting reports of all that's coming in. Now notice this. That's what Jesus is saying here. Teach people faith and they'll get healed. Not only will they get healed, they'll get whole. Teach us faith and we'll make our families whole. Teach us faith, we'll make our church whole. Teach us faith, we'll make everything whole around us. Come on church, amen. Instead of just give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. No, it doesn't work that way. It's about faith in Jesus. Come on church, can you say amen? Hallelujah, amen. So verse 29, look at verses 29. What happened there? We're going to close it a little bit. Uh, straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up. She felt in her body that she was healed. Straightly her blood was dried up and she felt. Straightly her blood was dried and she felt. Straightly her blood was dry and she felt. Now notice this. It's, it's always that way. Straightway the manifestation happens. You don't feel it, but it happens. And then you recognize it happened. Faith works this way. You can't expect to... To, to feel that you're healed. You can't expect to feel that you're forgiven. You can't expect to feel that things are going well. You can't, you, can't, you can't walk by feelings. You walk by faith. The reason why I'm telling you this is because too many times we, we confuse feeling that God is in it. Feeling, uh, listen, you will experience the presence of God. And yes, there's a point that you will feel it. But don't expect feelings all the time to, to expect the presence of God. You can have the worst morning in the day and God's with you when you just, Father, I just receive you by faith. I receive you 
in my heart, in my life. You can be miserable all that day, but you know what? You have God in you. Yeah, you, you realize God's in you, then everything changes around you. Come on, church, can you say amen? Are you with me, church? Hallelujah. Oh, God is so good. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, notice this. I'm going to go back to this, and I'm going to close. We know that everything originates from God. Say with me, everything originates from God. How many people ever turned on a water hose? Amen. Water hose has the spigot from the wall, has the hose, and has the sprayer. Can you say Amen. I, I wash, I, I water our garden, turn on the spigot on the wall, the hose swells up, then I have to turn on the, the sprayer. <laughs> One day, I got hungry and left the sprayer there, and the next day, went to roll up the hose, and I'm thinking, man, this hose is swollen. <laughs> hose was about that big. Couldn't roll it. I said, this hose, what happened? And I realized, I got to the sprayer, <laughs> All night long, all day. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, that's, my, that's like my presence. If you get that spigot open, it'll be there when you need it. <laughs> get revelation. Now, now notice this, notice this, notice this. Too many times we want the sprayer to work without any faith in the hose. We have the originator off. God's the originator. He's already made a way. Stand up, ladies and gentlemen. God's the originator. Think about that hose. I want to leave you with that hose. Next time you turn on a hose, you're going to remember to turn it off. Amen. But the thing about that hose is there's power in that house, in those pipes, in that right, but it stops right there until you turn it on. Faith turns on that flow. And then now you get a hold of it and do what God tells you to do, like the sprayer. Amen. So in other words, church, let's believe this. We believe. Say with me, I believe, I, believe, I, say, I, say, I believe, I believe, I say, I, say, I, say, I, say, I receive. I believe, I say, I receive. And then the very last one, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Amen. Now, let's go to the Lord right now. Now, let's all stand up. Amen. I know you believe, church. And this is what we're going to be on for a couple of weeks. And the Lord is our... Uh, the Lord God, faith makes it possible. Faith makes it possible according to your faith, according to your faith. Put the blame on you instead of God. Say it's according to my faith. I know it's according to my faith. I'm in this situation right now because it's according to my faith. But I'm going to grow my faith. Now, no, there's no condemnation now. Don't, don't get convicted. No condemnation. Now, conviction, yes. Let the Holy Spirit convict you strong when there's areas. Now, notice this. Maybe you believe in God for healing, and it's been too long. Maybe it's for years and years and years and years. You know, folks, it's not God's will for you to be sick all these years. It's not God's will. I'm telling you Bible truth. You may not like what I'm saying because you've been struggling. For, and I know you've been struggling a long time. It's not God's will. You just have to make a determination. It ends by faith, according to my faith. Amen. Hallelujah. And now, 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 everybody, listen, listen, listen. We're not going to knock anybody down simply because somebody's sick. Don't knock nobody down. No, 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 no. Remember, it's according to their faith. Now, we, we settle the fact it's not God's will, so let's get rid of that. We can't say, well, it's God's will for me to be sick. No, it's not. It's not Bible. Well, I, I boldly can tell you that's a lot of the devil. It's not God's will. You may say, well, you know, I'm having problems with my family. Well, maybe God did this so, so I can get stronger. No, no. It's not God's will to divide you. Now, he'll use that and turn it around for your glory. How many people know that when you have a hard time financially, you, you get closer to God, 
and God will turn that around. But he used that dilemma that you opened the door with, and now he'll fix it. Now, according to your faith. Amen. And so, uh, don't knock anybody that's living in poverty. Just teach them the word of God. Teach them about fishing. Teach them the word of God. And remember, it's not about giving to people because it could lead to sorrow or you're sorry for that person having pity. No, what does God say? Did God say to help that person financially? Then do it. See, there's so many things involved, but going back to according to your faith. Everybody here, let's close our eyes and let's go to the Lord. Whatever you're dealing with right now, settle it right now. Say, this is it. And if you've been dealing with it, say, Father, I ask you for mercy. I ask you for mercy. I plead mercy right now. Mercy. I ask you mercy. 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 I'm not begging you, Lord Jesus. I'm not stepping out of unbelief and fear, but I'm just asking for mercy. 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 Show it. Show me, Father. Show us, Lord. Show us, Lord, where maybe we can... Uh, maybe, it could be anywhere, Lord, but you show us, Holy Ghost. You show us. And now, Father... I thank you for the word this morning that transforms our life. I thank you for the word that breaks the stronghold. Devils chase. Devils run from the word of God. Devils tremble at the mention of Jesus in our heart. Father, we thank you that we have the healing touch of Jesus because we have faith. We have great faith. We have big faith in Jesus' name. No longer little faith. Big faith in the name of Jesus. And we receive today total healing. We receive today total breakthrough in our finances. We receive today total deliverance, whatever it may be. We believe today it's, it's over with. We thank you that this new year, oh, oh God, out with the old, in with the new today on this new year, this Jewish holiday. Thank you, Father. It's starting fresh, Lord Jesus. Like Adam and Eve started off when you gave him dominion. And we're starting it off fresh again, Jesus. So, Father, we speak to our bodies. Now, in this room, those that are watching, you ask for mercy. Now you speak to your body. Body, be healed in the name of Jesus now. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Financial difficulty? I take authority over lack over my finances. I rebuke you, foul spirit of poverty. You leave now my finances in the name of Jesus. I declare, and I have authority in the name of Jesus to say that. Now go, whatever it may be, in this room with those that are watching. If it's family issue, you take authority. Remember, but mercy is always the work of God. He'll move on that. He'll show you, but eventually it'll be according to your faith. Amen. Now, Father, I thank you. In the name of Jesus. Amen.